Do you like being scared? You're listening to Haunted Real Ghost Stories. A warning before we begin. The following is based on a real story and is not suitable for younger listeners. Do you ever get a strange smell in the air? Like a whiff of something you can't put a name to, and then it's gone? It's a sign. You are not there alone. Have you ever heard of the Hellfire Club? The Irish branch of the Hellfire Club was originally a secret group of aristocrats who held their meetings in Dublin. Wherever they were, whispers of satanic rituals and demonic dealings seemed to follow. Jonathan Swift, author of Gulliver's Travels, once described the group as a brace of monsters. The building the group originally used as their headquarters later became known as the Hellfire Club. Designed to be a hunting lodge, it sits at the summit of Mount Pellier Hill in County Dublin and hosts spectacular views of the city below. Its ground floor was dedicated as the servants' quarters, while the first floor consisted of a hall and two reception rooms. There was a third level where the bedrooms were located. At either side of the building, there is also a room with a lean-to roof. Trouble of a kind beyond this world began during construction, when builders used stones from a nearby prehistoric burial site known as a cairn. Shortly after completion, the slate roof was blown off in a storm. Many locals say the destruction was an act of something or someone more powerful than a storm, as an act of vengeance for destroying the ancient resting place. The Irish group known as the Hellfire Club was founded in 1737. To this day, the only way the identities of some of the members are known is from a painting by a founder of the group, James Worsdale, entitled The Hellfire Club Dublin, which is now held by the National Gallery of Ireland. It said the club's motto was, Do what thou wilt, and all the members took this to heart. Among the five men in the painting is Henry, 4th Baron Barry of Santry. Lord Santry was civil enough when sober, but after a few drinks, a much darker side revealed itself. On one occasion, he had returned to his house from a social outing and asked about one of his servants who was ill at the time. On hearing he was still bedridden, Henry grabbed a bottle of brandy off the shelf and made his way to the servants' quarters. Onlookers later said how they thought the Lord had developed a soft spot for the worker and was taking him a nightcap. Oh, Henry did offer the poorly man a drink, which, after getting over the surprise of seeing his master in his bedroom, he was grateful for. But then the Lord offered him another drink, and then another. After several drinks, the bedridden man thanked his employer but said he had had enough. But it wasn't enough for Henry. He made the poor servant drink most of the bottle of brandy, and when he simply couldn't drink any more, Henry poured the remainder of the alcohol over the invalid and the bedsheets. He then struck a match, holding it aloft for a moment, flicked it onto the bed, burning the man alive. He later escaped punishment by buying the silence of witnesses. Lord Santry is just an example of one of the men involved in the Hellfire Club. It's said the president of the club was named the King of Hell and dressed like Satan, while members were said to set a place at the table for the devil at each meeting, leaving the seat vacant in the hopes he would attend. Each gathering began with the group drinking Scotheen, a mixture of whiskey and hot butter. 
one stormy night, members were holding a meeting at the club when there was a loud knock at the door. Wondering what had possessed anyone to summit the mountain and approach the isolated lodge, they found a lone man standing in the rain. They invited him in and he took the empty seat at the table. The charismatic stranger got on well with the group and they drank into the small hours. Eventually they settled down to play cards. One of the members dropped a card on the floor and when he leaned down to pick it up, a deathly shiver ran through his body. He could hear his heart pounding in his chest. Across the table, he saw the stranger had cloven feet. He pushed back from the table and pointed at the newcomer, who revealed himself as the devil. He transformed into a ball of fire and disappeared, leaving a strong smell of sulfur in the room. The members were known for their hellish behaviour. As locals tell it, a priest got curious about the goings-on at the isolated lodge and took it upon himself to investigate. As night fell, he trekked alone to the summit and towards the lodge. Peering inside the windows, he couldn't see anyone, so he opened the unlocked door and let himself in. He could hear noises coming from one of the rooms. He crept quietly over and listened outside the door. Slowly, he put his hand on the handle and pushed the door open a crack. On the floor of the room was a star drawn in chalk, surrounded by a circle. On each tip of the circle lay a candle. The priest struggled to see what was happening in the gloomy room. Men in hooded cloaks were standing around an object that had been placed in the centre of the circle. Horrified, the priest realised the object was in fact the body of a cat... Outraged, the priest burst into the room, grabbing at the wooden crucifix around his neck and began an exorcism. Everyone watched as a demon rose out of the cat's remains. The evil spirit then rushed at the priest, and just as it reached him, it vanished. The cat may have been the first victim to fall foul of the disturbing group, but it certainly wasn't the last. One night a member of the group arrived late to one of the meetings. He made his way in the pitch-black night to the isolated house at the top of the hill. He burst through the door, dragging a wooden crate. The other members all stopped what they were doing and watched. There were loud banging sounds coming from the box. The latecomer dropped the crate in the middle of the floor. The thumping sounds continued. Slowly... He opened the catch on the box and the lid flew open. The group gathered around the wooden chest and peered in at a terrified dwarf man. The next few hours saw the man bound and gagged. He looked on as candles were lit. The shape of a star was scraped with chalk into the wooden floor. A circle was then drawn around the star. One of the men produced a dagger. The dwarf was placed in the centre of the circle. The men now dressed in hooded cloaks, began to chant. The dwarf was never seen again. A local farmer got curious about all the nightly activities up at the lodge and decided he would go up there himself and have a look. That night he could easily see the house as the light from the candles within burned brightly through the windows and into the pitch-black night. Heart beating loudly in his chest... He edged closer and closer, wanting to see inside, but not wanting to get caught. Then he slipped 
and crashed down outside the window. The farmer lay there, not knowing what to do, when suddenly the door opened and he was dragged inside. No one knows exactly what the farmer heard or saw that night. It's said he was punished for spying by being forced to take part in unspeakable acts. No, 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 no. He was let go the following morning, but he could never hear or speak again. Locals say he couldn't even remember his own name. The hell-raising antics continued until one evening, as the drinks flowed, a servant working at the lodge accidentally spilled a drink on one of the members, Richard Chapel Whaley. Richard, whose nickname was Burn Chapel, reacted badly and poured brandy over the man. He then struck a match and flicked it at the soaking man. Engulfed in flames, the servant ran from the room, setting many of the furnishings and even other members on fire. A number of members are said to have died that night, and the interior of the lodge was destroyed. After the night of the fire, the club members relocated to another building down the hill. However, it's said that the spirits of those who perished that night, along with those who met a violent end at the lodge, remain in the building and like to make themselves known in the dead of night. This podcast, Haunted Real Ghost Stories, was written and presented by me, Sarah Kelly. To see photos of the Hellfire Club taken by fearless photographer Colin Colloran, check out Instagram and Twitter at This Haunted Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review and tell a friend. It really does make a difference. That's the end of Season 1. A heartfelt thank you to everyone for listening. We'll be back in the new year. In the meantime, if you are searching for more true crime, you can check out the podcast Still Unknown, which looks at unsolved murders and disappearances. Theme music is by Mario Cole. Cover image is by Stefano Polio. Thank you for listening.